Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Welcome back. I am extremely excited for this episode, but before I jump in, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, You may or may not know this, but in podcasting, reviews are incredibly important. And when you think about it, like if you're going to like Amazon or even if you're hiring like a service, right? In construction, testimonials, all of those are so important to the business success. And so what I wanted to do today was actually celebrate everybody one at a time that has taken the the few seconds to leave a quick review on the show. And I want to encourage you, I'm going to start doing this every single week. And I would love for everyone to take that quick seconds, quick tap of the thumb, five-star review, of course, and leave just some kind words to encourage someone else to tune in and join in with us. Um, But I'm going to start reading them out. And so I'm hoping that leave one and you will hear your name called out live here on the show. But this one is actually comes back uh, from January, right when I launched uh, the show, kind of after quite a few episodes. And this is from Jazz Jaunt. Jazz Jaunt. She said, love this podcast. I learn something new every time I listen that can, that I can apply straight away. Gold. Thank you, Jazz, so much for leaving that. Don't forget, leave your name on there. Leave something to encourage someone else to tune in as well. And I am going to call your name out too. But today's episode, I am actually going to do a few things. What I want to share, and if you've been following along for a while, I spent, you know, you know, part of my career path was actually in the pharmaceutical industry. I spent about, gosh, just shy of 18 years in the industry. I've held various roles, and I want to take you all the way back to the beginning. And this is the sales position. So much fun. Um, this was back in like 04, so quite some time ago, but it's pure gold, what I'm going to share with you. And I'm actually going to show you a process, not only in um, what doctors use, this is how doctors, uh, medical providers, it's a, it's a system that they use to make decisions on how they treat patients. And I was thinking about this the other day, because this same system, we can use it in our business. We can use it in our health. We can use it with a lot of the decisions that we have to make, and it helps remove the emotion out of it. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be a doctor. But like I said, I have almost 18 years within the industry uh, from sales to marketing to like speaker training to all kinds of different things. So I really understood the ways in which to communicate to this highly trained professional group. And I want to say that it's still the same. It's not the medical industry. We all know it as patients. It has changed significantly. Um, That being said, 
this process is something that can still be used and I know is still used to this day. And it's all about processing choices faster. Think about it. They have so many patients to see. We don't want to sit there and let them think about it forever. We want to get in, be treated as patients, move on. They also need to get to the next patient to treat. And so I want you to think about this process almost like a checklist with zero emotion. And I say zero emotion with doctors and, you know, you could talk about like bedside manner and and all of that, but a lot of what doctors do or medical providers is it's science. They're looking at it as science. And if there's too much emotion or emotional tied to the patient, it can cloud decisions. And so this is something that we used within the pharma industry. And listen, guys, I know, trust me, I have my own words to say about the industry. That's not what we're talking about here right now, okay? We're talking about this decision-making processes. I'm not happy where the industry is right now. Um, I have many friends who, uh, it like hurts me to see that they're still in the, like still doctors, um, but they're not able to treat the same way. We're gonna, we're not talking about that, okay? So like, if you've had that thought, like, oh great, the pharma industry, it's all crap and what have you, take that off. And I just want you to listen in to this decision process, okay? Because these doctors are here to fix the problem. We present as patients, we have symptoms, we have a problem, and they look at it as science to fix it. And of course, some have better bedside manner than others, right? We tend to like those doctors, but there are also an incredible amount of medical providers that maybe don't have the greatest bedside manner, but are really good at what they do, okay? So, This process, and we use this, again, I'm bringing it back to the sales side, is doctors look at four things, safety, efficacy, cost, and compliance, S-E-C-C. And what I want to do today is take you through each one. I'm going to relate it to business. And I, I really toyed back and forth. Like, do I take this on the health route? Do I take this on the business route? But the business conversations that we've been having and we're in Q4, we really need to hit this hard, close out strong so that we have the momentum to start the year strong, is that I wanted to take you through this process, this SECC process from a business perspective. And the first thing I'm going to do is take you through how the doctor views it, but then I'm going to transition it and reframe it as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a leader within an organization. And so the first one, like I said, S, safety. So doctors are saying, what is the safety profile of this medication? They're looking at studies. They want to know what are the side effects? What are the contraindications? What are the possible risks of me prescribing this medication or this treatment Um, procedure, surgery, all these different things, they're weighing in their head the safety. And each patient has like a different baseline. So it's not one size fits all. It's definitely fitting and safety is number one. Of course, we're talking about medicine here. So when I look at it from a business perspective, this is where I want you to, to just really listen in and think about this because this is a framework that you can use anytime you have decisions to make. But it's like, I look at this safety-wise, what lessons have I learned from previous efforts, experiences? Did I learn the right lesson? This is something that has definitely hit me within the last year is I have learned so many lessons. I've failed 
right? On many times, I'm sure you listening in, you're a go, go getter, high achiever, probably failed a time or two. It hurts. Like what did, what did you learn? And was that the right lesson? And I think that this is so incredibly true, especially when it comes to scaling and or hiring a team, you know, like if you have that gut feeling that maybe you shouldn't make that higher, but you're strapped and you didn't know what else to do, but you know, that one bad apple can turn them all bad. Like, did you not listen to your gut that time? Is this a safe choice? I also think that you could think about this with clients. You know, often when you're interviewing or clients are interviewing you, you know, we have a construction business. They're interviewing us just as much as we are interviewing them. If we see that there's going to be a disconnect, we definitely don't want to bring that client on no matter how big the money is. That was a hard lesson that we had to learn is because just the big fish in the pond doesn't mean it's the right fish for your pond. So safety, are you listening to the that gut? What lessons did you learn? And did you learn the right lessons that you can now apply that wisdom, that knowledge to what you're doing? So that was safety. The second part of this is efficacy. That's the E. Now, doctors want to know, how effective is this medication, procedure, treatment at treating the disease or treating the symptoms that the patient has? So we want to know how effective it is. And the way that they do that, same thing with safety, is they test it. You know, this is why drugs will be FDA approved. There's a three-phase process. It's a pretty significant process to go through. And I can argue... um, I could argue that, you know, based upon who's, uh, let's say, sponsoring the study, maybe some information could get exaggerated. Kind of sounds like a business too, right? Maybe putting out different earnings potentials or so forth. You see how there's correlation here? But when I look at effect, uh, effect efficacy is how effective is it? Do your daily business activities actually move the needle that you want to move? Or are you, this is something that I struggle with. This is why I'm sharing it. You know, here on the show, it's like no BS. Here's my mistakes. Here's how I'm moving through them. Here's what I learned in the past. I love that feeling of checking off my list. It feels so good. It gives me that dopamine hit that I am like searching for. And I have found that there are times where I'm more about checking off the list than actually doing the activities that moves the business closer to where we want to go. And so one way that you can see how effective you are is tracking, right? If you are just feeling good about stuff, you got to quantify it. And in business, when you quantify it, the numbers don't lie. One of the things for me was when I would be working with different doctors, I knew that I was more effective in the morning versus in the afternoon. Energy became low, um, you know, fires came up. I had to like put out these fires and I couldn't do everything. So even though maybe some days I took care of some fires in the morning, well, those really weren't the things that moved the needle in my business when I was in that sales position. And so I had to make sure I was not checking the box, And I was actually doing the things to move the needle. 
I did this because I actually had weekly tracking numbers based upon prescriptions written. Believe it or not, everything is, I mean, everything is tracked now. Let's be honest. So I could see my efforts immediately. You can do this too within your business. What numbers are you tracking? How are you, how are you quantifying what effective is? Is it a closed rate? Is it an open rate? Is it um a certain uh revenue or renewal or your CTA or anything? What is it that shows success in your business? And that needs to be tracked not only by you, but if you're managing a team, that needs to be tracked by over them as well. Are we doing the right things to get the effective result that we want? So that's E. Now, the first C is cost. So what is the cost of the medication? Because listen, you could have the most safe and the most effective medication, but if it costs too much for the patient to purchase, none of it matters. And so that was always something within the pharmaceutical industry and with insurance companies. It was always this this battle, they had coupon cards and online things. And now they have good RX, which is actually really neat, but they have all these different tools to help bring it down, bring down the cost. And it's not only the pharmaceutical companies I would actually challenge. It's more the insurance companies than the pharmaceutical companies um, that are driving the costs, but that's beside the point. Let's stay focused, Shelly, is that it's what is the cost? Does the the business decision or does the activities that you are doing, what, what is the cost associated with it? And now I use the term cost because in business, I think that you could look at it as actual dollars cost. Like we have a software that actually made, uh, that's made us more effective running our construction company by onboarding that software. However, the cost is very significant. So we had to make the decision based upon uh, performa and projections on whether we onboard that software or not. So there's a physical dollar cost, but there's also a mental cost that can even be tied to safety, right? What is the physical cost on your body? You know, is it construction? I was driving in a car every day. What is the physical? I was in my, you know, just the, the, lack of safety with other drivers, always driving, sitting in a car all day. Um, also you have a relational cost. There are so many different things when it comes to cost. And I always, the, the one that I would say is the most important, I wouldn't say most important. Let me rephrase that. The one that I think is easiest to see is the actual cost in dollars, because again, it's numbers. It is, makes it a very non-emotional decision right? You can see like, if I bring this on or spend this for this course or do this, what do I need to do to make this a valuable decision? The one that's a little bit harder and more touchy-feely are the other ones I talked about. Mental cost, physical cost, relational cost. We could go on and on quite honestly, but those aren't as quantifiable yet. I do find that they are incredibly important because if you are building a business at the cost of your own health, something's got to give. And let me tell you, it's not going to be the business. It's going to be your body. So I think that the cost one is very significant. Hey there, absolutely love and incredibly grateful that you are listening to the podcast. Just want to let you know that if you ever want the video version, because sometimes it helps, it just resonates a little bit differently for you. You can check out my YouTube channel, which is absolutely free. 
I am sharing tips and experiences there weekly. So if you prefer video, go check it out. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the show. Just to kind of give you even like a a hard cost for me with this podcast is, you know, when I hired on my production, my first production company, um, it was like, here's your laundry list of all of the hardware that I need to buy to do this. And it was going to be about $1,500. And I'm like, this podcast isn't monetizing. I had a Blue Yeti mic. I have my computer. I was able to find a uh, software online to be able to record, plus wonderful Zoom. I was able to do these things to where I didn't spend the money. Because with podcasting, you can get in the fanciest of fanciest things. But I wanted to focus on the quality of what I was sharing rather than the sound just get. And I know it's not bad. I get lots of compliments on it, but that was a decision that I had to make. And I, I ran a a spreadsheet. I had a whole spreadsheet on when it was and different milestones that I had to hit, be able to be like, okay, let's go. Now I'm going to buy this. Now I'm going to buy this. Right? So what is the cost and what has to give from it? Now, the last one is compliance. And This one is, I tell you, this is a deal breaker because how is doctors think, how easy is it to use this product? How easy is it to use this medication? Will the patient actually stay compliant? Because if you don't use the medication, it doesn't matter. You're not going to work. Like, let me tell you, if you are thinking like, here's a good example, birth control. Is that something that you can take every other day and be like, yeah, I'm good. Heck no. That is something that you must be compliant with. Just like any other medication, to get the desired result, you have to be compliant with the effort of the medication, the treatment, whatever it is, when it comes from a doctor's perspective. This also ties into efficacy. It's like, are you creating business plans, which you know, as you're writing them, that you are not going to do this? It is something that I despised when I was in corporate. Yes, in pharma. Every year, my boss or manager would be like, all right, we're going to do business plans. Here's your template. Go. And every year, me and my peers, we did it. And we never looked at it again. It was to check the box and make everyone feel so warm and cozy that, oh, yes, the whole sales team did business plans, yet no one did it. I have another story to share, and this is actually tied to, if you've listened in when I was a financial advisor, this is before I went to pharmaceuticals and I did the dirty work. What I mean by that is I made 400 cold calls, cold calls every single day, but I knew that I could be compliant with it. I could, no matter what, rain or shine, five days a week, 400 dials. I knew exactly the result it would yield me to then be able to close the deal and bring in money to manage it. So I was very compliant. That was something I could be compliant with. I also think that compliance is tied to commitment. What is your level of commitment? Listen, we could go for days talking about this with health. The reason why a lot of health things don't work or businesses don't say success or don't reach true success is because when it gets hard, we stop. We become non-compliant. And when we're non-compliant, you cannot expect the results if you were compliant. It is unreasonable for you to do that. 
But if you stay compliant, if you're taking your medication, if you are doing the things to move the needle efficacy wise in your business, it would be unreasonable for you not to succeed. So I think being committed is extremely important to this. And I would say one thing to really tie this in a nice bow with compliance and with efficacy, you see how this all kind of ties together is create activities where not only you can stay compliant, but how can you tie it to success by tracking it? Like I knew my 400 dials. And so I could see the results when you see the results. This is why a lot of diet programs want you to lose weight within a week or a month because you see results, you tend to stay more compliant. So if you can create activities for your business that move the needle, and then you can track it and see the results of your effort, that is a way to help support you staying compliant. Now, I just took you through. This is a this is something that we talked about all the time. When I would go meet with doctors to sell, this is a sales tactic. You can use it not just for doctors, but for anybody. I wanted to tie this to your decision-making process as a entrepreneur, a business owner, a leader of a team, um, anyone that is wanting to do more and you find yourself maybe in this like emotional decision space. This process of going through SECC, safety, efficacy, cost, and compliance helps take that emotion out. You can make sound decisions when you ask yourself these questions, because if it is something that you are not going to do, we'll tie it back to compliance, something that you're not going to be compliant with. Don't make yourself feel good by being like, oh yeah, these are all the activities I saw this really successful person doing on Instagram and it's perfect. No, be honest with yourself. I'm not going to do that, but you know what? I am going to do this. Those are the things that will actually move the needle in your business, that will actually get you the results that you want. So I hope by sharing this, it maybe just gave you a fresh perspective on processing choices faster with less emotion. So remember this, I'll have this in the notes, the SECC, so you can remember it. And don't forget, save this episode. If you have a decision that's coming up that's pretty hard, this might be one that you wanna come back and listen to, or if you know someone else, you could share it with them too. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.